Hey everybody, roll with us here while we get started. And actually, we're pretty much good to go at this point. How's everyone doing this week? Fine. fine. Marvelous. Doing fine. Yeah, it's hot. It's 90 Why degrees. Why summer? Yeah. Everyone's been having a good week and the like. Long weekend, yeah. can't complain Just there. Ready to play Dungeons and Dragons. Well. Oh yeah. But other than that, then we're in great shape. But without further ado, why don't we get started with our area since it's fall there and it's not as hot. And Ooh. here we Go. Last time, we had finished out the Harvest Festival. There were a couple of extra events related to weeding, growing, and reaping. The weeding section, where you had to get the silver balls for each team member, both teams did incredibly well on with Team Salabrin especially doing much better than they had in previous events. Finally finding an event that they did really well. We then moved on to the growing, where in a metaphor for growing plants, then you created objects in this tinkering-based world, and the team was glittered <laughs> did quite well uh, coming in the top half whereas team Salabarin pretty much squeaked into the finals due to some unlucky rolls by some of the other teams cheated our way almost out of the game landed at <laughs> <laughs> that point they moved on to the reaping section which was a battle royale that took place on top of some high platforms and during the midst of that battle then an eliminated challenger from another team specifically it was team the revengers i believe and he was he came in, he was very sickly looking, and he transformed into some kind of eldritch monster, which you then, with some difficulty, defeated as the four of you. And that's pretty much where we ended. Most of last session was going through the end of the Harvest Festival. You have all just defeated this eldritch monster, and as you are beginning to take a breath after completing this 
combat, your first combat as a group of the campaign, then you... then members from boats of Otari's Venom as well as Audrey are beginning to arrive. What would you like to do? Having just the uh, cast cure wounds on Cirilla, seeing everything has calmed down, I'm taking out my notebook and starting to sketch the beast. Just, hmm, I'd heard rumors of beasts such as these along the southeast border, but none this far in. Yeah, Guido has no idea what that is. I'm just standing guard in case it decides to come back to life or something. Never be too careful. It is notable. It is notable that upon defeating the creature, the final blow was not in a vital organ area. It was shot in the boot. And because of that, it's hard to estimate whether it's totally dead or just just passed out at this point. You're not 100% sure yet. Even more to the reasoning why I'm standing by warily. Yeah. Why don't you make a perception check for me, Glaber? Oh, I would love to. And roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. How about a Nat 20 for my perception. That's a good opening roll for today. So, looking looking at the creature, at this point, it looks to you like maybe a lot of the other wounds that had been bleeding and manifesting have probably taken it out at this point, and that final blow may have just been that little tiny bit that needed it to lose consciousness, and at this point, it's, it's bled out and it's... I feel a little bit better about that. I turn and just check on Cirilla. She refused to be mine. Yeah, Quido was really glad you guys are here. Yeah. At that point... Sorry, Cirilla, go ahead. No, you're good. I was just going to say I'm definitely stunned. Been yeah. At this point, people are starting to come up to the stairs. Team Voluptuousness, who was coming to help you in the battle, didn't actually make it up in time. But Noted. it also looks like some of the other groups were coming and they have made it up. Notably, members of Atari's Venom who have come assumingly to fight, but at this point they saw that you defeated it before they got there, as well as Audrey. You guys long enough to get over here. She gestures and she goes, do you see how far the shore is? At this point, one of the guards, there's about four guards now on the platform. One of them looks to be have armor with a little bit bigger shoulder pads and a little bit more adornment on his on his armor. And he looks to you and he says 
I'm sorry, I apologize. I wish we could have gotten here sooner to help. But it looks like you did a pretty good job yourself. What if your plan if someone got hurt in this competition? Would have been dead by the time you got here. He gestures to your weapon. And he says... In most cases, these weapons are incapable of dealing any kind of significant damage to others. So, I mean, accidents can't happen. And we've been running this competition for about 60 years now, and there have been very few deaths in the past 25 or so. Sounds like you're making a lot of excuses. Now, now, Cirilla, what's done is done. We couldn't have expected this gentleman here to ex uh, assume a competitor would turn into a nasty beastie such as this. Yeah, that's, I, I agree with Lizard. And then look over his shoulder to see how his sketch is going. To see what? Lizard's sketch of the beastie. Can you make an investigation check? Four. Sorry, not Guido. This would be Lysander. But both of you, sure. Investigation. That is a seven off of the four. As far as getting the outside of the creature, it's pretty easy to get because you've sketched a lot of different creatures as you've went. But a lot of the details are just the way that the, the fur is matted on it and just all those little details are just kind of a little bit different, so the you're not as practiced drawing creatures with this kind of hide. So it's it's harder to really get an accurate drawing because you haven't seen a lot of creatures like it. Guido, when you look at the drawing, you just kind of glance at it and you go yeah, that looks pretty accurate. Cool. It could have been a stick figure and you would have thought that it looked exactly exactly like it. But it's still a decent drawing. Sure. No, Guido is famous for not being able to draw well, so he's impressed. <laughs> I turn to Audrey and uh, ask, well, where did this thing come from? What's going on? Uh, do you guys know anything about this? Uh, Audrey looks at the creature as she's kind of been staring at it the whole time, just dumbfounded, and she says, Oh, oh, what? Oh, sorry. Um, no, I've, I've never seen anything like this, especially, especially here. We've, we haven't had many troubles recently. Recently? So you have I mean, had trouble before. Nothing like this. I mean, as far as bandits and stuff, occasionally people come in and make trouble in the town, but not, nothing like this has ever happened. 
Was the young gentleman who became the beast the local? She thinks back to who it was. There's a lot of people in this competition. And she says, I, I believe I've seen him around before. Yes, I, I think he is from around here. Mm, that could be worrying. Could. He did give the appearance of being quite ill when he first climbed onto the platform, yes? As I looking to the other competitors who were up at the time that he climbed on. Yes. Turned into the beast. That would just... The only people that saw him climb would have been... Really, it would have been the three of you other than Cirilla, so Guido, Lysander, and the Laverin, and probably the other member of I Did It for the Halibut, but he was feared and he has made it to shore at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that I only knew there was a ladder because I saw him climbing out from in the water, so I saw that, but... Yeah. He got on the platform before I did. It may do to keep an eye on others in town, see if there are any who show signs of sickness as he did. He was quite pale throughout the competition. I was impressed that he was putting up a, a bit of a fight as he was in the other uh, legs of the races. As sickly At this as he point. Looked. At this point, the members of Team Voluptuousness come up to you, or come up into the group. They don't come specifically to you, and they they just kind of corroborate and they say, "Yes, I agree. You did not look well." It may be best to check on all of the other uh, people in this town. You don't know how far it could have spread. Somebody must have known this man. We must find those people. Well, he was in the uh, competition, at least, so he should have a teammate somewhere. Yes, who is his partner? And the male member of Team Voluptuousness looks to Audrey and expecting an answer. And she says, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have my notes on me, but maybe if we head back to head back to City Hall where the the list of people in the competition is then we can we can figure this out. Right, and while we're all here, uh, how are you keeping track of who won this one? Oh, well maybe we should she thinks about it as if she hadn't thought about it previously. Guido thinks everyone who survived is a winner. And she says, well, the total pot was 124 gold that was intended to be split among the two winners. Perhaps we can split that among, it looked like the Five of you, and she gestures out into the lake, <laughs> or into the river, back to where 
the other member if I did it for the halibut was, <laughs> were the ones that that helped to defeat the creature. And that may be splitting that pot may be the best. That sounds fair to Guido. All right, I'll allow it. Is that certainly agreeable? Now, yes, I do believe our time is better spent uh, getting back to shore, letting the guards handle the uh, remains of this beast. If, if you would all, when she was talking about tracking down the creature, she was talking to this person that's apparently the leader of the the branch of Atari's Venom that's stationed here. The, the captain of the guard, I guess. But she does say, if if you wouldn't mind, if you could also come with me to City Hall, that's where all the gold is. Sounds suspicious. <laughs> uh, do they have boats here for us, or are we swimming? Or what? They, they brought boats over to bring you there in the first place, and you can see that now that the danger has passed, there are a few other boats coming across to help shepherd you across. Marvelous. I, I okay. hop into one as soon as available. Yeah, it's like we're going. Yeah, climb on in. Uh, Alright. You guys get into the boats. You head across off the river. You're not doing the propelling. They have people pouring you, so you don't need to roll anything. People who are better navigating the currents of the river, not that it's that heavy anyway, because it's the water level so low, but you don't need to worry about that. And she's going to take you, if you have nothing else, to the back to City Hall. You do see, as you're walking by, the member of I Did It for the Halibut just kind of he has a blanket over him and he's shaking. You can't tell if it's from cold or from shock. Uh, just sort of shake my head softly, speak to Guido next to me. Uh, poor soul, not all are cut out for such fervent battles. Yeah, how far away is this person from Guido? You're gonna walk within five feet of him, probably. Okay. I just uh, gesture over and say, Is human cold or shock? Are you asking him? Yes. He looks up to you, and you can see just a blank expression. <laughs> Make an insight check. Uh, that was a 20. 20? Yep. You... It, it's definitely shocking. You can, you can see that he's just blank. When he looks at you, he's not looking at you. He just looks past you. And probably didn't even register the words you said. And it was just a sound source that caught his attention. He, he did also win. He is entitled to part of the winnings. The the members of Team Voluptuousness were not in the in the battle, and they also like lost right away, so they aren't factored into this. But the but this guy did 
did, is entitled to a fifth of the gold. Okay. I'll set a hand on Guido's shoulder. I think it's best to let the young man have some time right now. It looks like he's still coming to terms with what just happened. Yeah, Guido agrees. He looks cold. <laughs> no, turn back following Audrey. Yeah. All right. Uh, how are the other members of the crowd reacting, looking? I'm assuming that there were people watching competition. Yeah. It's... Make a perception check. Uh... An 11? As far as what individual people are looking at, you can't really tell. But it's got that kind of after a car crash happens vibe where everyone is, like, confused and not sure what happened and probably already developing their own takes and stories and how they factored into the story. Hmm. Right? Um, and even though you can't hear much, you do hear, like, one or two people saying things like, Oh, I saw it. It was right there to someone that probably was also right there to the thing. It's just like, I was just standing here... And then all of a sudden it appeared and it was crazy. Did you see that? And he's like, yeah, I was I was standing right here. It's, it was insane, I know. And you're just hearing those kinds of conversations where people are just... Now that it, at least for the moment, seems like there's nothing dangerous and now the guards are on high alert, people are, are just like gossiping. Cool. Right. They, it's they, what you would expect. Yeah, they were not, not necessarily ever in danger themselves. So they're more just waiting to see if anything else happens. Sure. Well, even they. The two members of Team Voluptuousness are walking with you. They haven't necessarily been invited, but they're they're walking with the group. And they're they're talking to Audrey in the front right now. Um, nothing like that looks suspicious or anything, but they are they are with the group. Hmm. Very suspicious. <laughs> cool. All right. Sounds, it sounds like we're just going for the ride. Cool. You. Um. You make it to town hall. And now you are inside. Audrey pulls out a, a what looks like a ledger, basically just a, a thing of the teams that were in there. In the event, and she's looking. And she goes, "All right, team, team Renegades." I'm sorry. I. Other than Guido, I I can't remember any of your names. Ah. I'm Sir Lysander Aloysius Nurmlock. Should Sir, be right next to Guido's name on the list. Sir Lysander Aloysius Nurmlock. All right. Yes, I see that here. Great. Guido feels important. <laughs> so, uh, I'm Cirilla. More of you. All right, Cirilla. Yes, and that should be her her teammate, uh, Valaverin. Oh, yes, Team 
Slavering, was it? Yes. Yes. All right. Now, as we know, 124 gold is not easily split five ways. And considering that uh, Ben Lambert just lost his partner and friend, I think it would be fair perhaps to split it six ways and give him the additional share. Guido disagrees. The dead don't need money. We would be giving the remainder to to Ben. Guido doesn't think we should do that. Ben didn't ask for this. Guido wants a full share. Guido, have some sympathy for the man. He's just lost his partner. I really don't think don't... the money is the important thing right now. I don't know. She takes a breath. Just divide it by five and give him the remainder. There's probably some left over or something. Alright, so that will give each of you, I originally split it by four, uh, you're each going to get uh, 24 gold and eight silver. Cool. Check. 24 gold, eight silver. All right. And she says, now, the six of you throughout the competition have proven yourselves very capable in a number of ways. And I was wondering if I could ask you another favor. Uh, yes. What would you like us to do? Well, you see here, I found... I found the ledger, and it looks like the person who died, his name was Ivandro Vasta. Ivandro Vasta. It's Ivandro Vasta. Ivandro Vastra. Okay, and? Sorry, I'm going to type the name of the chat without accent. <laughs> and she says it would would really help us if you were to to help us get to the bottom of what happened. If looking here, his partner didn't have a name in the ledger. Wait, what? And she shows you the ledger, and it looks like the um, that one tiny section was burned by some kind of small fire. Like the equivalent, there are equivalents of like cigarette lighters here, right? Looks like it might have been something like that, and it just burned burned through the hole specifically on that one name. That is most suspicious to eliminate but that one name from the list. It was it was here when I put all the names in the ledger. I'm sorry, I don't remember it. Guido believes it is a coincidence. Might <laughs> <laughs> I see the ledger for a moment? Uh, she gives you the ledger. I'm going to just pull out one of my tinkers' tools, just a little magnifying glass, hold it over the paper, and cast mending on the ledger. See what returns. All right. Guido casts Hunter's Mark. 
<laughs> I think you're out of spell slot. <laughs> yeah, probably. Right? You have two, right? Yeah. Yeah, you used Hunter's Mark before and... Good barrier. Um, good You're right. So, the page heals. The page fixes itself. And the paper is now pristine, unburnt. However, when you cast Mending, the ink does not return. Ah, oh, right, I was afraid it would work that way. Oh, well, it was worth the shot then. And in general, that is how mending works. That's not a specific yeah. mechanic. Mending doesn't... It'll fix the, the paper, but it won't... It won't it's not turning back, back time. Yeah. Uh, I, I look over at Lysander and say, Well, can you see any impressions from the pen on the paper? No, I'm afraid it seems to have only fully restored the paper as it should have been. It, he literally, like, fixes it. It's like... Perfect. So you don't you don't get any indents or anything. Oh well, it was worth the try. Good idea, lizard. Miss Audrey, you said that you had seen Evandro around town before. Uh, yes, I know that he. From what I remember, he he keeps to himself a lot. I'm. I don't know much more than that, though. Uh, one last question then. Uh, there were a couple of locations from which we could register from the festival. Is there any record of who turned in the application for Mr. Vasta and his partner? They may be able to give us a better description of the two. Uh, sure, why don't I... And she begins to pull out other papers. She goes into a drawer in her desk and she pulls out other papers. And she begins rifling through those. And she says... Ah, well, it looks like... Hmm, that's odd. He apparently registered at the Merchant's Rest. In Very good. Probably our next spot to check, then. That, that would be a good start. Yeah, we don't think this is a good idea. Thank, oh, thank you so much for doing this for the city. Of course, if you are able to get to the bottom of this, then we will you for your services. Oh, thank you. We couldn't just let an unseen threat such as this potentially linger in the town, especially on what would be such a normally such a joyous occasion as this festival. I would, again, thank you very much, all of you. And she looks at all six of you who are in the in the room, and. The members of Team Voluptuousness uh, nod and they look to you and they say, perhaps it would be better if we split into two groups. Uh, why would we split? We're going to the same place. No, no, there may be merit. One group can check around town generally, see if maybe any other competitors noted uh, what, who Mr. Vasta's partner was while the other group can go to the inn and ask around there. If he lived in town, then there are likely a number of people who knew who he was. And perhaps if we start looking in some of the shops, then we can find out where he worked. Very well. Excellent idea. 
Let's do it. Alright, so you guys leave. They're going to also leave. Um, before I leave, <laughs> I'm, I want to turn to is it Audrey? Yeah. And uh, I'm going to hand her 20 gold and tell her uh, please give this to the, the guy who lost his partner. I don't feel right taking it. Wow. Uh, she looks to you and she says, "That that is awfully generous of you. I'm, I'm afraid that back up at the on the platforms, the intentions were high, and I may have gotten the wrong impression about you. But but thank you, thank you so much. This will mean so much to him." I didn't rightfully win it. What? I said I didn't rightfully win it. All right, and you do that. And also, as the as talk will eventually spread that you did that, then um, just like the way that talk around town was going to be was that you just like all of a sudden laid into everybody that was going to help right after. But now it's going to be a little bit of a different story as it goes around. So you also were almost killed. So like people are going to be pretty sympathetic to you now, <laughs> <laughs> and and not really hold hold that against you. All right, so you guys are headed to the Merchant's Rest? Yep. Apparently. Lead the way there since I have a room there. I thought... Oh, no, you're right, okay. For some reason, I thought you stayed at the Green Harvest. Um, yeah. All right, so we're heading over to the Merchant's Rest in Salazar's Corner. <laughs> um, about, about what time of day would it be right now? So that final event took place probably around five o'clock, six o'clock, right? Yeah. Um. So at this point, it's probably seven or eight. Let's let's say seven thirty. Seven thirty. Okay. Oh, sorry. You, you guys are just going there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, All right. And, and so as we're walking through town, just sort of pay attention to the general mood of people. Are they still celebrating the festival at all? Is it a little more subdued? Uh, perception check. That is a six total. They Nine? certainly are not... Uh, technically, when someone's asking for a roll, then only the one person would do it. But, <laughs> I mean, they're both garbage. pretty garbage rolls, so. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll both give you pretty much the same information anyway. Yeah, so, as you're looking around, it's certainly not celebratory. And you can, again, just like it was at the at the waterfront, then it's just all people talking about the events of what just happened. The the big monster that attacked during their big festival is uh, pretty... As you would figure the, the, the talk of the town. As you get to Salazar's Corner, you haven't actually been 
or you've been here, but we haven't described it yet. So you're you come out into a pentagonal square. Yeah, a pentagonal square, five-sided square, and as you were getting toward here, you noticed that all of the houses got a little bit taller, a little bit more ornate, and were made out of materials that were a little bit better, and it was a gradual transition to this. And as you get into this area, then you notice that most of the other places that you've seen in town, the houses were very much built for for function. These are still functional houses, but these are much more fashionable houses. You can see on the outside that they have banisters and all kinds of fabrics and things draped around. There are purples and reds and blues draping from different houses. You see sigils hanging over places, and these are essentially here rich apartments and this is the commercial area of the nice part and as you look around you see you see other places you see guild houses for the artisans guild and the wind the waves and the compass you also see an alchemist shop, what looks to be a bookstore, and a tailor. This is also where you have the general... Oh no, sorry, never mind, that's in the wall. Yeah, so there, there's a couple of shops here, they look a little bit nicer. Um, but you head into what looks to be a several-storied building really nice lattice windows. I forget what they're actually called. And big red double doors that open inside into the merchant's rest. Mm -hmm. The as you enter the merchant's rest, then you'll see that this isn't this isn't the capital, right? So even though it's nice, it's not Nice, nice. Right? But it is, it's got, as opposed to having wood floors, it looks like it's, it's stone floors. There are rugs all around in the tavern area. There's a bar. It's still a tavern. It's not just a hotel. It's still a functioning eat and drink and be merry place. But the clientele looks a little bit more refined. Wearing nicer clothes. You see a lot of silk robes and really nice cloth. And the inside is all purples and pinks and with gold trim. It's it's very ornate, but it's, it's also a little bit gaudy. And you are in the merchant's rest. Up at the bar area, then you do see a tall male half-elf. He has... He's adult-looking. Right? You can't tell how old he is because he's a half-elf. But he does have white hair, but it looks to be 
probably just a really, really light blonde as opposed to white from aging. He has a hook nose. His chin is just a little bit up pretty much all the time, and he seems to be looking through the bottom of his eyes at everybody as opposed to straight on. He's very thin, and that white hair is back in a... What's it called? When when you have the ponytail, but you also still have the hair down? That, that thing. I know that's sure. Sure, a half ponytail. Yeah. The vicious Malfoy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what Mr. Smith was wearing in uh, The Matrix? No, Lord of the Rings. Who was that character? That haircut. That's the one. Wait, which? Yeah, like all the Lord of the Rings Legolas like has that hair, I guess. Sometimes. Yeah. It is that. Excellent. And he looks to all of you, and he sighs a little bit. He says. Hello, how can I help you? Would I already know his name if I've been staying here several days, been eating uh, in the meat tavern? You would. His name is Holidian Aloran. Uh, can you throw that in the chat? <laughs> I can. <laughs> oh, wait, I need to make sure I spell it right. Pylidian Aloran, like Pythagoras, Pylidian. Uh, I'll walk up to him. Uh, good evening, ma uh, Master Pylidian. Uh, <laughs> I, I trust you've heard the. I trust word of how the festival ended has traveled this far by now. Yes. Oh, that was his voice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it has, Mr. Nurmlock. Uh, yes, dreadful show. Miss oh. <coughs> uh, Audrey has tasked us with uh, looking into the competitor who uh, had such an unfortunate face. While looking through the records, we found that uh, he registered, he and his partner had registered here at your uh, inn. We had hoped that we might be able to pick your mind, see if you could give us any details, uh, see if anything seemed off about uh, Mr. Vesta or his partner. Mr. Vesta? Who? Uh, what was his name now? Uh, Mr. Uh, Evandro Vasta, was it, Reverend? Yes, uh, yes, Evandro Vasta. Ooh. Oh dear. I haven't, I haven't seen Evandro here since I fired him uh, over a year ago. Hmm. Must have been his mysterious partner who registered then. You're looking for the person who was hired with, who signed up with Evandro as his partner? Yes, we had been hoping to question them. Other competitors had noted Evandro seemed sickly throughout the competition. When we went to look into uh, Mr. Vasta's partner, 
the name had been burnt from the ledger. Highly suspicious, one must say. Hmm. Well, perhaps it's a good thing we keep duplicates then. And he goes into... Marvelous forethought. His own paperwork. And he begins looking through it to find the name of the person. Guido is preparing for another coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) Does he find one? (laughs) Yeah. It looks like the person that signed up with Evandro was... And he looks... Ah! Looks like it was rape. Sorry, I can't read it. Laudrin. Rafe Laudrin. Well, that's the name, at least. Like, like Rafe Fine. Do you do you remember this this man? He must have spoken to you directly to sign up. Yes. Yes, it was a. I believe it was a. A halfling fellow, and. He was very well dressed. He wore a nice perfume. But that's that's all I remember. He didn't say much. He just signed up and left. Mm. Sounds like someone we'll have to continue looking for then. Um, Old human. Every time we mention Evandro, you sound upset. Why are you upset at Evandro? Did you call him old human? Yes. Okay. He looks at you as if you just slapped him in the face. Guido isn't great with facial expressions, so he's pretty unscathed. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, <laughs> Did you just call me a human? Guido nods intently. I need all of you to get out now. We'll go. Uh oh. <laughs> <clears throat> Guido doesn't understand. Come along, Guido. We'll explain the finer points of racial phenotypes on our way to meet up with the other group. Okay, Guido understands. I just saw him walk out the door. He didn't kick you out of the hotel, so like you can still stay there. Mm-hmm. But you, you probably can't go back and live with is The conversation is done. We don't thought that was kind of rude. Well, we have a name and slight description, at least. Guido, you recognize what the halfling is? Gesturing at that guy we just left. Nope, they are as they sound. Rather much shorter, larger feet, though. Uh, Guido knows halflings. Now, for future reference, Master Lorne is a half-elf, similar to a human, partially human at least, but with more of a point to the ears, denoting that they have some fey ancestry within them. 
Mrs. Aurelia here is a fine example of another such half-elf. How could Guido possibly tell the difference between an elf and a half-elf? Oh, this is your battle to fight, Lysander. <laughs> no, no, come, we have quite, we have quite an example right here. <clears throat> now, while Miss Cirilla's ears are slightly pointed, you notice there's a much finer point on Master Valavrin's ears here. So Guido is supposed to guess. <laughs> No, we no did guess. <laughs> we shall have to work on this. When in doubt, it's... just avoid the conversation entirely. It'll help. Yes, it means it's not to refer to people as their race anyway. Guido is frustrated. <laughs> oh, well, now you want to bring up. When in doubt, it is more likely to be better to refer to somebody by their gender. Which identify those, yes? <laughs> I just put my face Guido in. Guido will do that from now on. Guido will guess. Do you believe you may have just caused a different problem? <laughs> I just shake my head and walk away. This party is incredibly unwoke right now. <laughs> this is what wokeness looks like. This is actually a podcast to instruct people about a conversation. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now the real reason behind the Roll With Us Here podcast. <sighs> Oh, okay, well then. So we know we're looking for Mr. Rafe Laudren, well-dressed halfling. We weren't able to determine if he was from the city here. But we also know that Evandro was fired from the inn at least a year ago, so we don't know what he's been doing for work or his livelihood in the meantime. Well, maybe he has family here in town? We could start with them. I mean, it seems like sloppy work that this race fellow would erase his name from the ledger, but not from wherever he signed up. Perhaps he didn't know they kept a separate copy. I don't remember them telling us when we signed up that they would have any copies for that matter. Perhaps the female human that ran the competition is involved. She's the one who set us on this task of finding him. That doesn't make much sense. Also a halfling. Guido suspects we were sent on a merry chase. Well, now let's do more investigation before we decide we've been sent on a wild hunt. What next? Well, I believe our best bet would be to meet uh, back up with Team Voluptuousness, see if they've discovered any uh, one in town who recognized Evandra. Okay. Uh, so you're going to meet back up with Team Voluptuousness? Yes, they were going around the other square looking for people. 
Yeah, they were just kind of, kind of searching around. Yeah. All right. All right. Um. So they're just like walking around asking questions, right? So it doesn't take you that long to find them once you get there. Um. The square is not super busy right now. Yeah. <clears throat> so you see them. They're just they're just like moving from one place to the other. It looks like they may have just come out of Busy Wilkes and we're talking to them. But they're just they just look like they're they're walking and making making the rounds. Yeah. I just approach them. <clears throat> uh, team Voluptuousness. Ah, uh, I'm sorry. I'm Lysander. I have not gotten your names yet, and it seems if we're investigating this, we really should do introductions properly. Uh, they look to you, and the the female member looks to you and says, I agree. And she points to herself, and she says, My name is Hatsa Nas Miazin. And this is my brother, Nokono, which I am writing in the chat. <laughs> so, Haza. Planning names out ahead of time. <laughs> Haza Nas Yasin. I think it's called her. No, I didn't. Haza and Nokono. It is a pleasure. Oh, that was. Okay. It was a pleasure. Jeez. Sorry. As the I said, R &D. As I said, I am Sir Lysander Aloysius Normlock. Uh, I believe many around here already know Guido. Hello. Uh, you've never met before. Guido still said it. Most knew of him, at least. Yeah. In the fancy warforged around town. And they look and they say, oh, so this is a warforged. Interesting. We we are not from this town. We came for the competition. Ah, same as myself, then. Uh, Guido doesn't recognize their accents. Guido asks where they're from. Ah, we are from the deserts in the northeast. Hmm. Not Transportvania. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. Guido was satisfied. What is this Transportvania? Luxury carts and cart accessories. We'll use that as the the bridge between the two worlds is that they'll both have an identical Transportvania in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And our companions here, uh, I'm sure they can introduce themselves. I'm sure they heard us all introduce ourselves to Audrey. They were standing right there. I apologize, I do not remember. Thrill. Uh, you could just call me Villa. It's nice to meet all of you. Did you have any luck in your search? 
we have, we've learned both a little of Mr. Vasta's background as well as the name of his partner. Uh, we've just come from the Merchant's Rest Inn. It seems Mr. Evandro hasn't but returned to the inn since he was fired from working there last year. But his partner, a Rafe Laudron, signed up very briefly. Uh, the proprietor of the inn described him as a halfling, very well-dressed, but spent very little time in the inn, only long enough to register himself and Mr. Vasta for the competition before he left. Interesting. It, it looks like he also worked at at the Green Harvest for some time, but also was fired from there. Uh, did the keep shopkeeper give any... Oh, sorry, Green Harvest. Is that the other end? Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, did the innkeeper there give any timeline of when he worked there? She said it was about two years ago. I, from what I understand, he he picks up odd jobs and and works at the place for a time. It's not particularly good. Hmm. That was the impression that we got as well. He's quite a loner. Interesting that one so unskilled would have made it as far into the competition as he did. Yes, strange indeed. We did, this man however... sounds like he wouldn't be missed. Yes, that, that is a good point. He was a loner. I don't know how he would have found a partner in the competition. Hmm. Yes, especially one is potentially wealthy as uh, this Rafe Laudrum. If uh, Evandro was a drifter, just going job to job, can't imagine he would have been moving in the same social circles as our uh, suspect. Yes, some, something is not right here. Did they learn anything? Uh, they learned that Ivandro had worked at the other oh, yeah. inn in town. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we could either talk to another inn, or we could, I mean, try to find anyone else who would know or have had an interaction with him. But, not really sure where to start, other than work references. <clears throat> Turning the team voluptuousness. Have you spoken to any of the other shops around? See if he's done any stints working for them, either? We... We went to some of the places here, it looks like... Fezzi... Wakes? What a strange name. It, it looks like... Fezziwick's... He had... Fezziwick had never interacted with him. Um... Perhaps the... Skills needed to work there are too specialized. At this point, uh, it looks like most of the other shops are closed. Uh, so, so they didn't get much more than that. Yeah. I believe our best course of action now is, well, late as, as it is, we can report back to Audrey with what we have and spread word that we're looking for this 
Mr. Rafe Laudrum. So yes, good. We should at least uh, notify Atari's Venom that he is a person of interest in the investigation. The guards can keep an eye out. That does seem like a good idea. Where are they staying for the night? Where are you staying for the night? We are staying at the Merchant's Rest. Understood. Should we meet up again tomorrow to continue the investigation? They look around to you guys to kind of like nod their head. Yes, that seems like a good plan. We don't think so. Very well then. Late as it is, and after a long day of competition, we could all probably use a good meal and some rest anyways. Uh, yeah, there's not much we can do since we need to figure out more information from people around town. See, so y'all are going to your respective places into bed? I'll stop by Ataria's Venom. Their headquarters was in the general market area too, right? Uh, no, it's in the... Well, I don't know if I specified. Oh, no, you did. They're over in the well. I was going to say square. it's in the well, I thought. Yep. No, you're, you're right. Uh, I should stop by there to at least give them some the details on our suspect. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so you you do that and as you go and you knock on the door or you know what, why don't we just we'll no, let's do it. This is our first time going into a guild house, so let's do it. Um, in the well, then one of the buildings has a black door, and on the front of the black door, it's another pair of black double doors, this time rounded, and in the center of the door, carved into it, is a knife with a, let's see if I have this. Thought I did. I don't. There is a knife with a snake wrapped around it. I will get back to you on colors because I guess I don't have the note anywhere because I'm not good at my job. Okay. Anyway. So. <laughs> That's fine. There's Very there, Yeah. There's a knife with a snake twisting around it, and at the top, it looks like it's hissing or striking off to the left. Um, you're going to knock on the door or walk in? Uh, what would be normal procedure for approaching a guardhouse? Uh, depends. It's more like walking into a police station. Okay. So, you would normally just walk in. Yep, okay. I'll just walk in then. All right. Yeah.